Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 214. Joining this evening is Ian. Voices in my head keep singing Christmas carols. And Dumbass himself, the Dumbass Switching. himself. Switching from suck to blow. <laughs> and I'm your host, Brian. What's going on? Doing pretty Life. good. Life is going on. All right. Life. Sounds like Annoyingly, it just keeps going just and keeps going, going and going. It's like an Energizer bunny. Just never stops. Yep. Until it does. And then it's abrupt. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Probably better. Dying slowly doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and that's the happy way we're going to kick this off. <laughs> <laughs> just the three of us today just the three of us uh yeah uh what i guess mad cat is moving mm-hmm. and uh in mac had to bow out he had there, his house was very busy the animals were very upset so so it's just up to the three of us to soldier on let's do this all right well let's uh well then let's get started with um the masturbation moment brought to you by the dumbass media empire The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment Brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire The Dumbass Media Empire Bringing you content that touches people While they touch themselves I know, it's not, you know (laughs) Mad Cat really puts a lot into that Okay So tonight we're talking about the blowjob paper yeah, this is interesting because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let you go through 109 it. hours of oral sex to develop an AI that sucks dick. Okay, that's not the problem I have. The, the 109 hours is good. In fact, it's probably a little light. So what do we got here? And this is a this is at motherboard.com. Oh no, Vi- uh, motherboard.vice. Yeah, that, okay, motherboard. No, 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 it's not motherboard.com. It's motherboard.vice.com, which makes more sense. It's a All Vice right. article. But so this company that um has been putting out men's sex toys um, decided to try and really up their game, hired some scientists to sit and watch pornos and analyze um, the actual blowjob techniques in order to program the AI on their new sex toy. Okay, so what exactly did they do? Uh, <laughs> they came up with an algorithm. I I don't know the math. They actually, on the article, gives examples of the math and all the stuff that went into it. And I have no idea what any of it means. Okay. But they actually apparently came up with some kind of algorithm to put into the AI to make um, various um, techniques within the um, contraption. There are... So, so, they've, so they've got some sort of hardware contraption here. Why don't, why don't we describe the hardware first? <laughs> right. And, and there should okay, be some, uh, and then there should be there, some wetware too, right? So we have the hardware right. and the wetware, right? Because it's a blowjob. They came up with ten different oral sex experiences that you can have through the machine, thanks to the um, research and the AI. And basically, the contraption is maybe uh, <laughs> how to quite describe it. It looks like a pump action, <laughs> almost like a uh, um. Uh, automatic cow milking thing is what I actually Okay, picture. Ian, let me, let me stop you right here because this sure. isn't funny. This is serious stuff. This is important. So I want you to pull it together and explain the device. <laughs> the device <laughs> is a handheld <laughs> oh, it, box, cylinder box with controls on it that look like uh, um, dick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Inside is what looks like a big 
rubber penis. That is where you actually put your junk into. And like I said, it looks okay, to so me so like, it's like it's like a sheave. Yeah. It, it, okay. That you 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 did um. They actually on some of the videos for it, they talk about putting trying to put a cucumber and say, "Yeah, I remember lube." So apparently, they definitely recommend using lube. Right. Well, that would <laughs> but make um sense. on and what looks to me like a automatic tower going up and down along rubber and have different ways to grip and move and you can change the speed. It looks like <laughs> I say the, the, okay. Here are the ten experiences they came up with. Okay. The full stroke, strokes of maximum possible length without variation. The intense edge, full strokes for eight seconds followed by three-second pause. Fast edge, which is the full stroke for 20 seconds followed by a five-second pause. Combo, which is a mix of slow and fast stroking. Top stroke, strokes only the top area of the machine, great for shorter penises. Bottom stroke, strokes only the machine, great for longer penises. Open bottom, alternate stroking the top. Okay, Ian, you're cutting in and one. out here. Is, is it just me? Uh, Ian, I, I, you're cutting in and out on it. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. It's weird. Okay, so basically, there, there's it, it does these 10 different varieties of things. Yeah. And, but here's here's a problem. What is AI? It's Yeah, I don't I don't see how this is AI at all. This seems like just, just some sort of regular algorithm, like a, just uh, where to focus the uh, attention of it. The word AI, artificial intelligence, is being abused because this is not artificial intelligence. If it was, you wouldn't be programming 10 different algorithms. The thing would have a variety of things that it can do, and and based on your responses, it should change and interact in order to change the experience, right? It shouldn't be just locked into these 10 things. Well, actually, it's saying that um, if you go to their um, um, whatever yeah, Indiegogo site. Okay. Um, the tenth mode is the enhanced AI experience that is different every time it is selected, and thus it is not shown. Importantly, we learn that the pauses of an important feature of oral sex, as it is given in real life, and we incorporate pauses into several of the experiences. Well, what I'm saying is that it, okay. So the those are the, there's actually nine pre-programmed with, and then apparently the tenth one, I which is I would think is what you're referring to setting up to reaction and somehow. Does it, does it detect uh, how you're reacting to it and react accordingly to you? Uh, da, da, da. I'm not seeing. And can, uh, it, and can it learn? Is it capable of learning you and how to interact and, and what you like? I'm not seeing anything that directly says that. Like I said, they're, they're referring to the AI primarily in the 10th mode that is supposed to, and he cut out again. Not, so, no, I, I don't quite know how, how the AI works. It okay. looks like what they're claiming for AI has pre-programmed ideas on how to give a blowjob and will go through a cycle of them. I Throughout all of it, I can't say anything that necessarily says it responds to anything specific. So it, looks, so, so it sounds like they take they have nine algorithms and then they attach it to random.org for, and, and call that the 10th algorithm. Right, I think, yeah, I, yeah. I think if I uh, if I gather correctly, they they probably like uh, they, I guess they examined uh, the uh, footages of blowjob and tried to figure out which combinations of techniques work right. seem to work That's, best, and then just program that in. That's what it sounds like. 
And somehow uh, in the AI mode, it tries, it, it does it differently each time. Um, I don't know. But does it, how is it, it, does it learn and adapt? I don't get the impression it does from what I've seen. To, so to it sounds like I mean, they might be overselling it a bit. Yeah, it's not AI. If it's not learning and adapting, oh, it's not AI. You're back. Hello, Mac. Yeah, I put the birds to bed. Oh, okay. Well, you're just no, in well, time. <laughs> the, the whole point of AI is that it is something that it is something that adapts on its own. It is something that that simulates intelligence. Right. Now, to say the, something as AI and it's just a bunch of programmed responses. Now, right. Now, they do say they have sensors in there. Uh, two magnetic sensors detect location of the gripper. Okay. And an IR beam sensor moves the gripper. So it, it knows where the, the it's gripping you at. But that still doesn't make it AI. Right. And, and AI has mm. become such a buzzword at this point. You could replace AI with quantum. See, it sounds to me like they developing. made it a little bit random too, possibly. But uh, that's not the same thing as AI either. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think that here's the thing is that that's not really a um, – that doesn't mean the product isn't good, right? It just, I just think that people are overusing the term AI. That's a different discussion, I suppose. I, I think that AI has been quasi-overused. Thank you. There we go. See, <laughs> I've been validated. Yeah, except nobody knows what quasi means either. But either way, you can support <laughs> these guys on Indiegogo. Yeah, yeah. So well, they've already made um, – because I put up a link because, one, there's a lot more information about the actual product to be found there. But they're like 500 times their um, goal already, and they still have like well, 22 days left. People do love their blowjobs. Yeah. Well, and here's the no, thing. Oh, yeah, 479% of their $5,000 goal already with 21 days left. So <laughs> 139 for the product, right? For the mm-hmm. early bird backers, um, and there it says that there's 24 of those left. That's and they say that the retail is 249. You know, for a sex toy, that's probably you know that's probably cheap. Yeah. Um, and then you can do interchangeable sleeves. Right. If you don't like the mouth feel, they have vagina and anus. Yep. So. And they have the VIP clear blowjob AI for 199. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I want the clear though. Well, it, it's only it, so the clear part looks to me like it's it. You, it just means that you can see that the the suction sleeve on the inside, right? That's it. Yeah, I'm, I want to see that. I'm not. Well, which one did you order? Well, clearly, Ian, you don't watch. You don't watch nearly enough Japanese porn, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's, the interest... that's like that's like an establishing shot in hentai cartoons. Right. I know that's never been a thing for me. I've the, seen the those see-through throat, just... right? for me <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway it looks like an interesting product and and good for them and hopefully it does well i mean if it, if it works great it's just not in artificial intelligence that's bullshit mm-hmm. that's all i'm saying and I mentioned earlier the, the, the way it looks like is the, the sleeve which is supposedly waterproof and catch everything for you i guess um i guess you remove it afterwards and clean it out every time what kind of it's it must be made with with latex, right? Is that inner yeah. sleeve re- replaceable? How long does that last? Like. That I couldn't um, tell you. Okay. But um, like I say, it, it, one of the things in here is that catch everything. So you can just remove it and clean it out. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to Jackass of the Week. I don't know. I think we should really uh, 
get back to the important question, which is how Ian is actually able to achieve orgasm without seeing his own penis <laughs> through the uh, through the uh, through the woman's body. Right. That is a good question. How how, how he lived all his life with without that. Okay. Now I'm wondering about uh, what I'm missing. Uh, do you guys have some weird secret I don't? Here's the thing: is that all of us like the Japanese clear throat, right? We think that's normal, and we think it's abnormal that you don't. So um, let's talk about you being abnormal. My girlfriend has a thing for it as well. I just ah, never see you are it. abnormal. <laughs> yeah, are, are you aware of the group we're talking about right now? <laughs> I'm not sure if um, any of us are something you'd want to base normality on. I'd rather base it on me than Donald Trump. <laughs> I will not argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've established that Ian is wrong. Let's move on. <laughs> We've also established that uh, if you're going to be picking on Donald Trump, you also go after low-hanging fruit. Well, okay. That is true, right? Wait, are you calling Ian low-hanging fruit? No. Oh. I'm calling Donald Trump low-hanging fruit. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair point. I guess we better get to this next uh, article, then. We better get to this next article. Okay. So, Bill Maher blog. Um, what is this? So this is Bill Maher. This is, oh, this is on the real-time blog where he put yeah. this. Oh, Bill Maher, um, for those who don't know. Um, yeah, tell us who Bill Maher is. Civilian. Even though he hasn't done much regarding um, being a comedian lately, for a while uh, I think uh, wait, I think uh, from, from this article we have to start calling him uh, cranky old man Bill Maher. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. take issue with the word lately. <laughs> Yo, you're saying he was never a comedian, huh? <laughs> I know he started off at stand up. I don't know how good it was, but I know that's supposedly where he started his career. Have you have I, you I, seen his stand up? Well, I, I have, Seinfeld, I'm sure. Seinfeld started his stand-up, so really anybody can do it. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and there have been times where Bill Maher's done some pretty good stuff that I've agreed with. Um, I, I did enjoy his film, um, was it? Uh, Religious. Religious. Yeah. 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 He had some great valid points to make throughout that. He, he went out there, he did it. I think more people need to do is look into it you know, instead of judging, but... He's now gone the opposite of what he preaches in this um, one little blog. It may be him just trying to piss people off to get a response. I don't know. I, I think that all of our followers know. I, I'd be surprised if anyone in the world doesn't know. About, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago, Stan Lee passed away. Yep. Um, I shouldn't have to tell anyone who Stan Lee is. Uh, throughout everywhere, there were so many people giving little t touching things about stanley everywhere it, it was a i mean i don't think i've seen a death that got this much attention in my lifetime even seriously the stanley's death all across the board people are paying their respects to him left and right um maybe maybe michael jackson mm, I, he was actually michael jackson was more um of a uh controversial figure there was some you know but for stanley while there was some controversy in there in general he w was respected and well-liked. I mean, at the, there was a statue of Superman where they put a black band around his arm in honor of Stan Lee. And mm. Superman is DC. And, and, and in fact, the creators of Superman have um, had a little kind of fun competition with Stan Lee in the past. All across the board, you're seeing this. So Bill Maher comes out. He, he's saying he doesn't quite get it. 
The, well, the what world did of he deep say? mourning for men. What? What did he say? That's what I'm about to say. Um, okay. The, the, the people are in deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions who, I don't know, watch a movie, I guess. He inspired well, a lot like more fiction than that. isn't, isn't uh, an important thing. It's not, nothing that uh, we really need to pay any attention to, right? So right off the bat, he summarized all the things, Stanley, and you can debate. Uh, he, he has been, he took a lot of credit for stuff others helped with. I, I'm of the, I, I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite superhero. But Steve Ditko played as large of a role in creating him as Stanley did, if you actually do the research. But you can't deny what Stanley has inspired, what he did, what he created, the whole body of it. Not just that. He inspired people to read so that they could later right. read read Bill Maher's crappy blog. <laughs> but he, he did quite a bit. And to try and summarize his whole life into he inspired millions to see a movie. No. Hey, he also he also inspired Samuel Jackson to go out and get the comic books on the bus bench, despite his fragile bones. Okay, so he's speaking out of ignorance here. He doesn't so, know so Stan the, Lee. He yeah. doesn't know well, Stanley's okay. body lurking. He I, doesn't really know what is, Stan Lee has done. Right. So I, right off I, the bat, he dismisses Stan Lee. Right. Okay. Yes. Then he goes and attacks the fans and basically claims that comic books are for kids. You need to grow up and move on to big boy books without pictures. Yeah, they call them... Well, no, it's hentai is what you move on to as adults. <laughs> but he, he... This is quoting him. You know, you, yes, okay, we, we okay, were, we're okay. supposed to have moved on to big boy books without pictures. Then it goes into somehow saying that the fact that adults like comic books is saying that America has been dumbed down, and that's why Donald Trump was able to get elected. So I'd like to make a point here. The, the Venn diagram of people who like Donald Trump and people who like comic books, the overlap is like a tiny sliver. I would think so. <laughs> and that overlap is two guys named Ted and Phil who collaborate to write erotic fan fictions of the adventures of Trump Man. But needless to say, he. Um, Trump Man and Ivanka, the girl wonder. <laughs> so there That's are a lot it. of yep. people who are. are you know, rightfully upset over this. And I will admit, okay. I'm one that left a few comments. And one of my comparisons was, uh, well, okay. The, 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 my last comment was left after he doubled down. So he goes on Larry King and they interview. And Larry King brings this up. And Larry King's busy talking about how great of a man Stanley was. You would have liked him. He's such a nice guy you didn't go along with. Had, you know, great to talk with. And then Meyer says, yeah, fine. I'm agnostic on Stanley. I don't read comic books. I didn't even read them as a child. What I was saying is a culture that thinks that comic books and comic book movies are profound um, on the human condition is a dumb fucking culture. And for people to get mad, it just proves my point. Well, comic books can be profound on the human yeah. condition. And he's saying that they can't there, at There's all. no reason that they, yeah. And I'm com I compare him, I, I even told him comment, comments, but one of the comments I left was that that would be like someone who claims I will only listen to classical music because Rock and roll music is crap. I don't need to listen to it to know it's crap. I already know it's crap. Don't tell me how good the Beatles are because they're rock and roll. I know without listening to them, they're going to be crap. Those Beatles suck. That Paul McCartney's going nowhere. <laughs> yep. But so it's the same mentality here. It's like, oh, I already know. You can tell me Watchmen is an incredibly well-written, profound 
um, statement about our society that um, has won literature awards and is generally on everyone's list of one of the greatest pieces of literature from the 1980s. You can tell me how great Neil Gaiman's Sandman is. You can tell me all this stuff. I don't care. I know better because I had already decided comic books are for kids and you can't convince me otherwise. And I will not read it because I just know. Okay. So I've got, I've got a couple possibilities um, that may, may actually explain this. Uh, possibility one is that Bill Maher actually lacks the minimum amount of class necessary to be a human being. Which is, that is somewhat said in the fact that he blows off Stanley's okay. account. Okay, that's a, it's a possibility. Let's not forget that we're, the we're, second, he's a the second possibility okay. is that he is a sad, strange little man and he has my pity. <laughs> the third possibility is just simply that he was relevant about 10 years ago and, uh, He's desperately trying to be relevant in some way again, and in order to be relevant again, he decided to take a poke at a beloved figure. Here's the thing: we're talking about a guy who did who is an anti-vaxer. I mean, we're talking no. about we're already talking about a guy uh, who's out of touch with science and 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 so many things. He he got it right on religion. We 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 agree with him there. But everything else, he's wrong on Muslims. He's wrong. I mean, he's he's just wrong so much of the time. And he, to, I mean, and this is a, you know a, a liberal that we're talking that we're that we're bashing here. <laughs> right? You know, I, I I heard a bit. Uh, I guess he was talking to Ben Affleck, yes. and um, he made some comment about rounding the Muslims up and putting them in camps. Yeah, Ben and, Affleck was pissed at him. Yeah, Ben Affleck's like. Are you are you insane? Did you just say that? Well, and that's the same one where Sam Harris was making ass of himself at the same time, right? I mean, so people don't. I don't know. I actually I heard about it third hand through a comedian who is who is actually he said, "Oh my God, Ben Affleck, you just became my white knight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: I, Bill Maher isn't relevant, really. I mean, he's relevant no. in in a very small circle in. And comic books, I think, are still a microcosm, right? People see the movies and stuff like that. But the way that, that Mac and you, Ian, appreciate Stanley, most people actually do not. Right. Well, I, on, on the other hand, I think that the fact that the, the comic books were a microcosm, but the fact that they have been made into wildly popular mm -hmm. movies makes them a, a much wider medium for a much wider audience. Yes. Well, but I'm... But the, the other thing I was going to say, real, let me finish, mm -hmm. is that Stan Lee and his, you know, his editing, editing of Marvel always for years held up a mirrored society and held up his opinions of what society could be and should be. Yes, but that doesn't come through in the movies. Yeah, that only and, is appreciated I, through the comics, I think. What and even if you aren't into comics, there I, I, I've. I've blogged about this on my own blog. I don't know if our listeners even know I have a blog. I have a blog called Beyond My Geeky Life. Amazing Fantasy 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man. It changed things. And it goes beyond just comic books. If you look at society, um, Stan Lee's approach, what he did, you know, not only reflect society, but helped encourage it. Because one of the things, um, Amazing Fantasy 15 is truly probably the most influential comic ever made. I honestly believe that. You can challenge me on that if you want. But you look at before Spider-Man and after Spider-Man. In comics, there is a definitive line there. All the comics change. But as the comics change... 
it Ian, was, you're still cutting in and out. Well, so as the comics changed, what start start there? Um, with Amazing Fantasy 15, Introduction Spider-Man, not only did comic books change, there's a definitive line. You can see the, the change, the influence in the aftermath of the popularity of Spider-Man. But that flows into society. Whether or not sight itself was changing at the time that way or whatever, there is a flow. You can take comic books, you can look at them, and you can see either society, if, 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 if you don't want to say they have an influence society, they definitely change with society. They are definitely a mirror. You, you read the comics, you read how they advance as they go through the decades, you can see society changing with them. They de- definitely, especially because of what Stan Lee did, because he said, we need to make them about people. We need to look into it and say, okay, our comic book characters are human. They have human flaws. And so as our society accepted, looked into things, altered itself, the comics, because of Stan Lee, because of what he did with Amazing Fantasy 15 more than anything else, you can see the comics reflecting that. You can actually utilize comic books to study our society. I honestly believe that. I have lo- I have decades and decades worth of comic books, and you can look error by error within the comic books, and you can say, see, yeah, you can see a strong progression through the comic books within um, mirroring society. I disagree with now, nothing I think, that you've I said. I think that. Oh, go ahead. Thomas. I think there's a point that we're kind of missing here. We're we're uh, we're kind of focusing on how important and profound comics can be, but um, really, uh, the, it doesn't have to be about anything being profound or uh, like world changing in any kind of way. I mean, uh, it's okay for stories to just be fun and frivolous mm-hmm. sometimes, and. Yep. Um, they, they don't have to be groundbreaking. Uh, this, this is a man, um, I'm talking about Stan Lee here, who created a lot of very beloved fictional characters, whether or not they had a profound influence on people, uh, on, on the world or anything like that, or whether or not they um, delved into uh, the human condition and had profound things to say about that. E- even if, if that wasn't true, th- this is somebody who made beloved characters that uh people gravitated towards yeah. and he is rightly um adored for that i agree and, i agree completely and, and we're talking and to say to say that to to, to uh, this is just a judgment of what other people like saying the stuff that you like is stupid because it's not the stuff i like right but that's what right. bill Maher, that's exactly what bill Maher is saying but also bill Maher is saying it from perspective from a rich white man's perspective too Right. He he doesn't all the other cultural stuff that you guys are talking about doesn't affect him. And he probably doesn't see anymore because of where he's at in life. Yeah. And that doesn't help. Yeah. And that doesn't help. So 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 Bill Maher, I mean, here's the thing. He's probably not a bad guy. Right. No, but I don't think but, he is. But he but he has a his his view of things is a little bit myopic. He's not seeing the whole picture here. And he said something. I mean, that, does he does he really think Trump fans are reading comics? You, you you've seen the the rabid Trump fans uh, out there and everything. Do you, do they live, seem like the kind of people who? I mean, I might be stereotyping, but do they seem the kind like the kind of people who are reading comics? No, they can't comic, read. Comic readers are far more are generally speaking far more introspective and far more creative than he is giving them credit for here. Um, as far as, as I, I'm going to take issue with one thing you said, Brian, though, okay. uh, he's probably not a bad guy. He probably is a bad guy. And I'm <laughs> okay. saying that All from right. the perspective of the fact that he is probably incredibly narcissistic 
And, you know, he's, he doesn't take, I don't think he takes other people into consideration. Yeah. I think okay. he just takes uh, what he wants into consideration. Now, one of the interesting things that was pointed out by quite a few people, apparently, um, Bill Maher filmed a scene for Iron Man 3 that got cut. You think he's pissed That's about impossible. that? That's impossible. That's impossible. He's never read a comic book. But apparently he filmed a scene for a comic book movie. So, you know, that, 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 that was pointed out by a few people. I think that's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there any truth to that? Is, yeah, is it I, verifiable? I've seen the scene oh, okay. Okay. So, it, it's a, so, it's a, so he's in it, a cut scene. Yeah, he's in a cut scene from Iron Man 3. I, I doubt that that's what brought on these comments. These comments are just yeah. ignorant. These comments are just ignorant. I, oh, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I don't know if he's a bad guy or not. Mac might be right. He, I mean, I, do those things make him a bad guy? Maybe. I, I, I just think, I just think he said something ignorant here that he just and doesn't there's understand. There's always a chance he's trolling and said it just to get attention, just to get people to respond. Well, that is part of his job, right? It, yeah. it might, it might increase his ratings by coming out and saying these things. And it's not the first time he said this kind of stuff. He, he says he's a comedian who says shock jock stuff all the time, right? I mean, that's his, that, that's just part of his shtick, and it's part of a lot of comedian shtick. Yeah. So who knows? Who really knows what, what's really going on inside the, you know, inside his head? He he may very well know everything you just said about Stanley, but he got a better reaction by going this route. Right, but and that is very possible. And we don't know. It, we'll it still makes know. him come out as an asshole, but well, but he's but I mean he that he's he, he does that easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I do know what's going on inside his head, though. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. You guys ever seen the video game Pong? <laughs> yeah. It looks a lot like that. Oh boy. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> I d- decided to click on um, Facebook for a moment, and I am watching an erotic um, rock climbing wall. Where okay. basically the rocks you grab onto are penises and um, breasts and people's butts. And oh, there's a vulva. <laughs> and okay, then. I appreciate you said vulva and not vagina. Well, one is a part of a woman's body, the other one is a car. <laughs> I still stand by that it'll sound very strange you go up to your partner and be like now I'm going to touch your vulva <laughs> okay yeah I got it I get it just don't leave fingerprints in the wax it's not I mean but here's the worst is JJ. come on that's the worst mega church pastor I remember to use that to get a response out of you regularly <laughs> Um, no, you should I, use I that. Actually, you should you should say I that to your Hoo-hoo girlfriend. Who is actually worse than JJ? But JJ, what is who? Who? Okay, who? Who? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, I I think JJ is worse. I w- I would tend to agree. I I I do not like it. But here's the thing, Ian. Try it on and try it on on your girlfriend. See how it goes. Ask her if she wants to play with her with JJ. Yes. Yeah. I would like you to ask her that very question. <laughs> and, and, and on air, just, please. Just 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 uh, <laughs> which which you want which, 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 yeah, 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 we just do. Switch. Absolutely. Go get her. Yeah, yeah, don't don't ask her. Just switch which words you use different nights and see which one she responds to more. <laughs> and then record it so that we can play it yeah. on. Uh, yeah, so we can. <laughs> I think you went to get her. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not thinking it's, I'm not We're thinking it's very scientific, however. Just um, small sample just, size. Okay, if I asked if I could play with you with JJ, what would your response be? I would, first of all, laugh and say sure. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> but here's the thing: is that is it is Vijay? We got to ask her. How does she feel about the word Vijayjay? Is it worse than hoo hoo? Hi, hi, hi. Hello. Which is worse, Vijayjay or hoo hoo? 
Uh, but JJ, I yeah, like Boo Boo better. Okay, see, I'm with you. I'm with you. Max, Max, wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm not afraid to be in the minority. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. We got to talk about yoga. Okay, bye. Thank you. <sighs> she, uh, Ian, uh, she's a yeah. keeper. She's she's definitely a keeper. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mega Church pastor tells church tells church to stop going to yoga because it's demonic because of its demonic roots. Ian, and we've talked about this yes, before. Yes, we have. And it keeps coming back up because apparently, you know, it's one of those things the uh, Christians like to attack for some reason. But but this pasture, a past pasture, this pasture. He he should be he should be in a pasture. No, no, this pastor. he's a pastor. He's out to pasture. Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, who, Assembly of God Mega Church. We know this guy. We haven't we talked about Assembly of God Mega Church? I've certainly heard a. Uh, maybe we've never. I actually it. have a. I I actually have a very traumatic, a traumatic memory involving the Assembly of God Church. So. Oh, you do. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um i'm actually phobic about all churches because of uh because of a trip to a, an assembly of god church with a friend in uh junior high this might be a story for later <laughs> unless you want to tell it now i don't want to tell it right now okay well then i'm just should, I'm, should... I'm merely offering you just a just a little window into my my sad tormented world so this is pastor john Lee Liedel, is that right Told it Lindell. Lindell. What it would and what exactly did he tell tell his church? What did what did he profess to uh, them? Um I not say the other side, but um I assume yeah. it's something like anytime a woman spreads her legs, that's an opportunity for a demon to go in there. <laughs> um nope, that nope, that's so like so no. like uh so like if, if if it's not filled with a penis right away, then uh you know the 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 demon sees an opportunity. Well, oddly enough, that's almost similar, except for um, I think he's trying to avoid the sexuality. He's basically saying that by doing yoga, you're you are opening yourself up to demons. Um, claiming that positions yoga are no more exercise, no more than exercise, and tantamount to saying water baptism is just aqua aerobics. So basically, he's saying yoga is not real exercise. It's basically setting yourself up for um, it's basically a, a form of Ritual that will allow demons to come in. Uh, what wow. if what if water baptism is no more than aqua aerobics? <laughs> <laughs> what yoga is is no more than just stretching. Well, okay, so yes and no. And where did I just hear an interview with her with a yoga instructor? Was it on? I'm trying to remember what podcast it was. But anyway, what what she what what, what this yoga instructor was saying. Was that it? It varied, you know. That if you went there and all you wanted to do was the stretching, was fine. If you wanted to get into some of the other mysticism pieces of it, you could. But they didn't. They, but they didn't push them necessarily, right? So, although, uh, as, as I understand it, uh, the mysticism aspect of yoga is something that was just like made up in like the forties or something. Well, that could be. I don't know. I don't know the history of yoga. I know that it's yeah. there now. It, 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 it's generally linked to Hinduism, and that's one of the things he's saying is it was um, created because he, he, he's, the, the the pastor himself is saying Hinduism is demonic, and it was all created to 
um, by the demons to let them have power over you. So that's the summary of. Well, you know, it's it's well known that any religion where the gods have too many arms is actually technically demonic. That's a well known fact. Scientific. (laughs) Makes sense. Right. Well, so they're. I mean, they they probably do call Hinduism demonic. I mean, so I put the Pat Robertson story in here, and that's one of the things that that's what he said was that. So in with uh, yoga, you have these mantras, and the mantras are, are prayers to a Hindu god, and that's not completely true. There are a few that are. I found one um, that talked about Ganesha, um, which I, which is the one that kind of looks like a um, elephant head. Elephant head, right? And I didn't hear see anything to Kali, which would be the multiple arms that uh, um, that Matt well, was referring to. And imagine the blowjob that that you know that many hands. Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things that is job, extremely rather. ignored by the churches is the fact that within the Bible, um, angels are not described as being human. They are actually what um, would be classified as demonic in the appearance over and over again of them. I mean, there are some that I believe if you looked at directly, you would die. Um, I forget all the others, but angels Wait. in the Bible are not these angelic human you know, creatures. They are th- these crazy, you know, off the wall things that are pretty um, horrific. What about the Nephilim? Aren't the are, because didn't they come down and have and have have babies with some humans? Um, they, 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 they probably they probably transform themselves into swans or bulls. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> you're right. talking about the whole thing of them, uh, the, all the children that, um, according to some, are the actual reason for Noah's flood, because basically Noah and his family were the only pure humans left on Earth, and um, but it, it, it gets a bit weird as to whether um what they looked like, but um. Very rarely does the um, in the Bible are the angels described as anything but horrific. Okay, and yeah, supposedly according to some, there was a group of them that reproduced with humans, and basically they were giants at the time. And like I said, um, according to this one theory, Noah's flood happened because uh, Noah was the actual only pure-blooded human left. And so you're saying that angels don't actually look like a a kind of a solemn guy in a rumpled rumpled trench coat. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're not quite. Um, all right, all right. Back, actually, supernatural okay. angels are pretty horrific if you look at the whole but, thing. But back oh to, yeah, back, I know. Back to our story. I know. So, the, so this guy gets up and tells his the, tells the the parishioners to to not go not do yoga because it's demonic, right? Yeah. And in the story, it's talking about um they were, they're talking to yoga instructors where. They actually had started to have fewer people coming to yoga, and is that because of what he said, or is it because of the shooting that that um that I think that they refer to in here as well? I mean, what what's well, what, what, what's the, the, what they, is the aftermath? They, they said of this? they do believe it um, hurt their business. The yoga instructors, um, they're, they're saying that there was an impact that they could tell from on um, what he was saying. You know, the, the shooting itself that they mentioned in there probably did have an effect as well. The yoga instructors in the area say, yeah, the, the, this guy has enough influence that people are avoiding them now. Or is it? The, I mean, yeah. Well, and, you know, let's not forget the fact that yoga instructors do have a mission to blacken the souls of innocent Christians. So, you know, any la- any lost opportunity to do that is going to look like a loss. So one of the things that the, the concern is here. Um, uh, so one of the yoga instructors said that he says it's really scary. Uh, this is Davis, who is a yoga instructor. He says, I really don't know if somebody's going to come in and shoot up the place. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. We know 
that you know just from recent history right that this that kind someone, of stuff leads to violence yeah so, someone in a position like that promoting the evils of anyone the, the right people get triggered and so, someone shows up at a pizzeria demanding to get in the basement that doesn't exist because he knows the white slave sex trade is happening down there exactly yep yep uh, now based upon the little the limited amount of information of this guy the shooter it sounds like he may have been part of the incel culture. Okay, so this is uh, you're 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 moving on to my story. Is that what? Oh, sorry. No, th- that's fine. I think that's that, fine. I think I think it's we can connected. move on to that now. So there was a shooting, but this is not. This was in Tallahassee, Florida. This is. I think that they referred to the. I thought they were referring to this in the other story. I think that that's one of the reasons these they, they make mention were, of it, but not right. um so, as something connected to the pastor, but, but connected to this is one of the things he's had some fear of because of it. So this is this is so, pretty straightforward. So are we saying that the pastor in the in the first story might be victim blaming the the people who were shot at in the yoga class? I think that it's that pos- possible. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't straight out say that, but I would say um, there does seem to be a possible. So, but the people in the yoga class did that. This guy was going to the yoga class, and he was women were accusing him of. Of sexual assault, and Roping. this is and he yeah. and this is and it's happened a number of times with this particular guy, right? So he's been accused of it, and so he he came in and shot up the place and then killed himself. So yeah, that was my question: is he might have been involved, or that my my thought was that he sounds like he's involved in that in that incel culture we've talked about before. Incel, yeah, I, involuntary so. celibate. Oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, basically. He should be able to walk in and have any woman he wants. You know, they don't go into – none of that has gone into in the story, unfortunately. Well, we no. know very little about misog- him. Misogynistic YouTube rants, et cetera. It very well could be. Yeah, yeah. It does say that in the article. So I, I don't know. But clearly he was acting out with women. It was a problem. I, I think that they were – I mean, I, I don't know exactly what – I mean, they they obviously gone to the authorities. So he he retaliated and then killed himself. Um, so yeah. And I think that's part of the reason that this stuff is coming up again is because of this. And really it has very little to do with yoga. It happened to hap- happen at a yoga studio, but it, it he, this guy could have gone anywhere and been accused of yeah. harassment and, and, and acted out, right? This is about this guy who acted out inappropriately. Yoga's incidental. Right. So, yeah. But so, I mean, but here's the thing is that like with Pat Robertson saying that you're praying to a God this idea these that that words have so much power right that the that this idea that prayer which you know has has power that doing these mantras praying to another god that that you know that the christian god's going to get mad at you and smite you i mean it, well, it's it's not a loving magical, god magical thinking it is it's the magical same thing thinking. as yeah. it's the it's the it's a, the the point i was making about the uh the baptism is really nothing more than water aerobics or you know Maybe just a, maybe just a simulated rain shower. Yeah. So, so I mean, here's the thing: is that what happened at this yoga studio is tragic. What this pastor's doing is abhorrent. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm. Let's move on. I put a victory for common sense in related to the yoga. So there was a guy who who helped save quite a few people, and apparently he's a second year law student at a university. And so the university and some other people came up with a uh, scholarship for him. There's a scholarship. Yeah, scholarship of thirty thousand dollars for him. So I think so. That, that I mean that, that won't pay for a law degree, but it sure go it sure help, huh? 
Um, so apparently, mm. um, there's some people that said that uh, this man um, is it. See, Joshua is that who uh, the scholarship is for? Uh, he was, Joshua Quick. Joshua Quick was in the hot, uh, hot Tallahassee. We had to talk about hot yoga. Um, uh, yeah, but probably during the masturbation moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, during the uh, uh, pseudoscience moment. Mm. Um, but anyway, so anyway, so I think my idea is better. <laughs> no, that's what that's what led led us to the shooting. It's not all about sex. Oh, sorry, lost my microphone. Hi, uh, Brian. Yes. Seventy to eighty percent of our show is about sex. <laughs> <laughs> not everything, though. Okay. No, not everything. Yes, we can talk about yoga and the ma- and the masturbation moment. <laughs> we'll make it work. Anyway, so. I thought it was nice that that you know this guy helped a lot of people and and people people reached out and and you know did something to help him and he did help you know he saved he saved lives it was great yeah and he did it in uh, what looks to be a smart way which is that he grabbed the gun when it when it jammed um, he hit the guy with the gun the shooter got the gun back and hit him with the gun he basically hit the shooter with the broom and gave people time to escape. Which is, I mean, that's great. I mean, that somebody yeah. was there and that was capable of doing that. So, all right. So, Joshua, quick. All right. How are we doing? It seems like this has gone quick tonight. Yeah. That's okay. I, 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 I make you guys savor it, and I was gone for part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two things in here, but I think, I think we need to talk about how scientists have figured out how wombats make their cubed poop. <laughs> So, how many of you knew that uh, wombat shat bricks? I did. I did, as of recently. Prior to that, I just kind of didn't care. I learned that on the Brave Wilderness channel on YouTube. Well, this was the first time I've heard about it. Um, They they don't actually come out like uh, uh, actual cubes uh, from the pictures here. But uh, they they do come out angular. They've got these angular poops. And uh, apparently, um, the... The reason that came about in evolution was uh, because they like to mark their territory, um, and they're often on slope territories. They want they want their poop to stay in place. So wombats whose poop rolled died is what you're getting at. <laughs> I, that's that not exactly the way evolution forced, works. But. Uh, they were just forced to move. They were just forced to move. And they weren't allowed to call themselves wombats anymore. <laughs> that's where we got the capybara. So how, how yeah, does um, this... Oh. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. So uh, they, they've uh, they, they've they figured out uh, why it happens for a while now, but not not how. And there, there have been like some theories uh, about it in the past. Uh, it was pretty uh, early on debunked. Uh, some people thought they had like a square anus, but no, they don't. I heard that they um, that they had a bone that 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 it was that in the rear that it was hitting up against to square it, but that's not true either. Doesn't right? mention that okay. in this article, so that that might have been uh, some sort of theory they had before. Well, what happened is a scientist, Dr. Patricia Yang of the Georgia Institute of Technology, decided uh, to look at that. And she, she decided to take an in-depth look at the digestive system of wombats, uh, just uh, taking samples from individuals that were run over by cars and such. She, she examined them and uh, examined the way uh, food goes through them. And what she found was that uh, there's this critical point uh, when the uh, semi-liquid fecal matter solidifies uh, in the last 8% of the intestine. Alternate, rigid and flexible stretches of intestine wall that apply different strains in order to form the corners and edges 
of the cube poo. That is really cool. It's crazy that, um, that, that it it's, had an evolution it's actually, As a research method, it's actually problematic. Uh, she was doing her research primarily on wombats that had been run over by cars. They tend to produce a lot flatter poos than uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, it's, he said hit by cars, not run over. Still. <laughs> and how do we know that it wasn't being hit by the car that caused the shit the brick. Mm. Well, because they all anyway, kind of do it. Anyway, anyway um, and the, the thing about it, too, it, it may not be just pure science for science's sake. It, this could have implications for manufacturing uh, in manufacturing angled items or cubes themselves. It, it might uh, lead to a new method, more efficient method of doing that. No, that is cool. Yeah. All right, Ian, last one. <laughs> do you want to okay. do that? Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do this. Oh, um. So this is why Finland is so good at handling forest fires. Hint: it's not because of raking. So apparently, this last week, um, our beloved President Donald Trump went to California after these horrendous forest fires that caused insane amount of damage, and I don't know how many. There there was a lot of people that got killed in the fires. I know it, it was insane. So Trump goes there. And he talks about how Finland doesn't have these problems because apparently Finland rakes their forests. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd say, where did he learn that? But never mind. According to him, he talked to the, um, is it the president of Finland or whatever their you know head guy is. Apparently they talked about this. Just not to and a course, forest ranger, right? Just, just not to somebody who actually yeah, is part well, of forest the management. The guy that he said told him all this has no idea where any of it's coming from because he's never told Trump anything like that, is mm. what he says. They've probably never talked. <laughs> well, they have talked. Oh, okay. They have talked. It's just breaking uh, forest. It, it, it makes as, as little sense to everyone else in the world except for Trump as you know the Finland people look at like, no, that doesn't. I'm not sure where you're getting that from. We don't rake our forests. Sorry. <laughs> that's a but lot no, of that's raking. That's a funny picture to imagine, just guys walking through the forest with big rakes. Just, uh. yeah, the, the thing you're not getting about Trump is that he has kind of an instinctive knowledge, which is that he makes a lot of shit up. <laughs> yes. But yeah. the, the, the polite term for that is instinctive knowledge. Ah. Here, here's the thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, once again, we're, you know, we're talking about low-hanging fruit here. Yeah, (laughs) but there is some actual science to why Finland doesn't have the forest fire program. One is they are located close to the Arctic Circle, so they have a lot more rain and snow. And that's one of the things that has caused the fires out there is they've been very, very dry. And generally, you get the bigger forest fires when everything is dry. Wait, how does that work? Are you telling me that water doesn't burn? (laughs) Well, well it burns, but you have to do quite a bit to get rid of it. To you know, so if if you have nice wet forest, they're generally not going to catch fire. It's looks like they hard. also looks like they also compartmentalize their forest their forest uh, forest land into small smaller groups. Right. The, um. Where is that? They're doing something else too because it does say that um. What is it nearby? Um. Um. I mean, there's a country. Is it Norway? I'm going to show my geography ignorance here. Um, are you talking about, well, yeah, Sweden, Finland, Norway all together. Right. 
So um, somebody else they were talking about who who they have a lot more forest fires than the, than Finland does. So clearly they are doing some stuff to manage it that reduces forest fires. But the question yeah. is is what they're doing relevant to California? And the answer is probably not, right? Because California is um, a completely different situation. Right. Well, there's some things we can learn from it. Well, of course. Um, the managing of the forest because you know. Apparently, you know, there, there is one foolproof there, way to prevent forest fires. Burn the forest down. Once I, they're I gone, they can't, they can't be another. It doesn't yeah. need to be burned down. You can just cut them all down. Oh, okay, sure. I think we need to train a lot more bears to uh, raise awareness. Yeah, can't go on smoky shoulders. He, he's carrying too much. But, you know, science That's says climate change. <laughs> science says climate change played a big role in this. And Trump well, that's not true. Um, that, that can't be true. Be Trump said for so. Science. Yeah, we know. But raking, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it's one of those things that even if you don't want to look at it scientifically, the logic of anyone raking a forest, no, it's not there. How do you? Uh, so, but I mean, there is a problem with underbrush, right? Because that because yeah. that catches fire and it causes problems. So, how do you deal with the underbrush, right? I mean, California has to come up with a solution. Um, maybe it's just more rain, right? Can they do that? <laughs> if, you if know, we could make rain magically, that would be nice. <laughs> I I think the uh, I think the the nicest thing I've ever heard about this particular situation was Trump's comment that it was mismanage mismanagement of the forest lands. And the response from California saying, yeah, federal lands. So what are you guys going to do about it? They're yeah. going to outsource it to somebody else, of course, right? They're not going to take a, you know, because that's well, how no, things but, work best. They're going to sell all the land to the oil companies, I thought. Well, and that, you know <laughs> Hey, that's, the, it, you know, it would be nice to finally, you know, do some drilling in California because it's been off limits for so, for so long that it'd be nice to go in and do some seismic surveys. And my company can provide those services. <laughs> I thought you said grilling for a second. Oh, you know, drilling, <laughs> drilling, drilling. Now, it, it took me a minute to realize you were talking about drilling. I thought that's a long way for Brian to go to do grilling. <laughs> yeah, 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 let me let me uh, let me bring up an oldie but goodie: drill, baby, drill. Right? Mm-hmm. Let the oil companies good. have it. That that's good for me. <laughs> good for you, but not necessarily good for the forest. No, it's horrible for the forest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and well, probably all in the long run, not even good for me. But in the short yeah. term, it, you know, it, it probably provided some work. Yeah, I, I don't think Trump really has compassion for the forest for some reason. I, I he just something about what he's done anybody. already kind of says that he's all for giving um away um federal land. He has compassion for two people, Kim Jong Un, right, and in in his and uh, then his dark master Putin. Well, and his daughter, who he wants to sleep with. That's not compassion. That's lust. Okay. I, I, it's, it's, it's really more of a will-they-won't-they they thing. <laughs> I, I, think Ian, I, think, I think Ian trivializes it, but it's really more of a will-they-won't-they-won't-they they, they tension. <laughs> Just like with Kim Jong-un. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, we can probably learn something from this. It, yeah. it, but they're different plants. I mean, there's much of it's different. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. It, trying to compare it to Finland is not accurate. They don't have the same climate. They don't have the same issues. But you, you can look at a few things and say, okay, what are they doing that can be transferred? Um, well, let's look at that and see if that will work with um, the climate in California and what they actually need to do. 
I, I mean, he keeps saying stupid stuff, and it just goes lower and lower and lower the more he talks. Raking the forest yeah. is one of those bottom rung. Oh my god, a two year old knows better than that. I, I'm I'm kind of surprised you haven't developed a, a, a sense of immunity to it yet. I mean, there's been plenty of inoculations. <laughs> oh no, we should we should just, not become we should not become yeah I, complacent I, with that. Do never. not become immune to that level of stupidity. Never, never. Oh. Well, you, you can't you can't react to every stupid thing that he says with the same level of outrage. It's just impossible yeah. to keep that up. No, it's 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 not. But we have to re- we have to keep you know when he every stupid thing we have to keep noting it right because it's because it's all we can do. We can't we can't let it become normalized. Ugh. All right. So we ended that one on a depressing note. Yeah, we should. We sure did. But <laughs> on that note, say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. That's another Trumpism in the can. There we go. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share Alike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Kennold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.